Guys, welcome to Typically Hazardous. I'm sitting here with Chad Veach here at uh, the Casa de Soho. Yeah, the Casa uh, de Soho. Here in Los I Angeles. Like we have our own, like, private booth corner here. This and is our, it's our, it's our booth corner slash studio. And I'm sitting on, like, a couch that maybe you would see at your grandmother's house. So it's, yeah, it's so chic, right? It's like, it's it's like grandma meets uh, West Elm. Yes. It's brilliant. Same with, like, this coffee table, which looks like a coffin top or something. <laughs> or some weird. It's like I'm in London, but I'm in L.A. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, welcome, Chad. I'm so excited to have you oh, here. Thank you so um, much. We talked. You have a book coming out, which yeah. is really, really exciting. And I'm excited to be here with you right now. I can't believe you're standing and I've gotten <laughs> time with you. Your book comes out like right now. Like right now. We're in the midst of it. Eight hours ago, <laughs> your book was officially available for <laughs> that, download. That's the weird thing now. It's like when something releases on actually Tuesday, it's like Monday night at 9 p.m. on the West Coast. People are tweeting about it. Yeah, right. Because it's like... The it's digital a, it's, download. It's, it's out, right, yeah. right, right. So <laughs> totally, yeah. But we're in the middle of it. It's exciting. It's today. We're here. Amazing. So does Amazon ship a book? Like if I pre-ordered, yep. would that ship and then arrive at my house Monday night? Kind I'm of. I'm believing that okay. it came in either last night for you or this morning. Nice. But okay. yeah, people are getting it. Amazing. What's the book called? It's called Unreasonable Hope. Wow. And, uh, cool really, title. Oh, thank you. Is that man. yours or did your wife? I actually had did somebody pick that. <laughs> no, I we we chose it. Okay. I actually had somebody tell me recently. They're like, ah. Love, love the message. Don't like the title. I was like, oh, <laughs> tell me, tell me what you really think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I you gotta appreciate that. I mean, I guess as as an author, yeah. This is your second book, first book, second book, second first book. published book. So first okay. real book. Got it. So because when I when I when I Google you, yeah, it comes up as, do you see what I see? Yep. Book. It was a Kindle book. Did you self publish yep. that one? Yeah, yeah. Just what wrote it as a youth pastor to our kids, to our, to our youth. Cool. I, every kid that graduated, we give them a free copy. So oh, it's just a self published okay. book. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But now you're out there, so people are going to be coming at you yeah. going like, hey, man, here's what I don't like yeah, about you. Yeah, exactly. You're going to luckily get a lot yeah, of those conversations. The publisher goes, you're going to get on Amazon all these reviews, and the only one you will remember is the one that yeah. hates your book. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had Rob, we just talked about this, I had Rob Bell on the on the podcast yeah. last week, and he said, don't ever Google yourself. <laughs> He's like, it's just not. What's the what's yeah. the purpose? And I thought maybe you can Google yourself when your when your name is Hank Fortner. Yeah, I was yeah. like, hey, someone wrote a blog about me. Yeah, yeah. But this then is you're exciting. like, if you're Rob and you've had, if you have any level of criticism anywhere, right, right, you do just not Google yourself. Don't Google yourself. I yeah. only Google myself for Google images. You know, just it's a narcissistic oh, nice. thing. No, yeah, just you, <laughs> you just want to know what's out there. Who guys? cares about the news? Yeah. What's the photos that people <laughs> yeah. are using? How do I look? Is yeah, my first question. What's the main point of life? So unreasonable hope. This book is about. The, the the hope practice in a person's life. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so um, really the way I look at it is it's a um, it's a message with a story. And our, our story really is about our, our four-year-old daughter. When she was four months, we found out she has this rare brain condition. It's called lysencephaly. Really for us, that's just smooth brain. Okay. Her, her brain just didn't form for whatever reason. Wow. And um, in that time from the diagnosis, we made the decision that we were, we were going to get our hopes up. I think we live in this wow. world that's like, you know, don't don't you get your hopes up. Yeah. And I think as a as a follower of Jesus, everything about scripture for us was God saying, put your hope in me. Right. And hope is this it's a bit audacious. I remember sure. years ago before Obama was elected president, he wrote this book, The Audacity of Hope. Yeah, right. I remember picking it up before he was president, going like, Yeah, that's right. Hope is audacious. Right, sure. Sometimes you have to have hope against hope. Sure. And it's unreasonable. Because it's that a, way. inherently hope is a risk. Yeah. Because you're asking to be disappointed. I mean, as my yes. cynical brain as a kid, my mom used to beat me up about this when I was young because I would just say, no, nah, that person's not going to want to play with me right. as a kid. Or like, no, nah, I'm not going to win this game. I would go into every 
sporting event thinking I'm going to lose because right. I just hated the feeling of disappointment. Right. And so you're, I mean, even the audacity of hope to unreasonable hope, it's a, it's a, a, a huge soul risk. You are Absolutely. exposing yourself Absolutely. to either embarrassment or failure or disappointment. I, and I think what you're saying was what God began to deal with me is that, you know, I had faith, but I really lacked hope. Hmm. Hope is confident expectation. Right. Ho- but hope, I felt like hope, you know, maybe because of connotation, I thought it was hype. You know, it's oh, like, oh, right. it's going to be this. Yeah, you know, totally. We, but don't get your hopes up. And started to study it out. And hope is actually built on evidence, on facts, hmm. that all the facts show God to be trustworthy, that, that, that God can do what we can't do. Hmm. And so. So when you were hoping with Georgia's her name, right? Yeah, Georgia. And I, can, and I see the G tattoo on your yeah, arm. How yeah. many people have those now? I have no idea. It's kind of crazy. A lot, though, A right? lot I mean, of people. I, I started this thing called World Adoption Day with yeah, smiley yeah. faces on people's hands. Yep. Your G is probably on more people than my, our smiley face. It's you know, crazy. Like, every time I look on Instagram, I feel like someone else is getting the G tattoo, which yeah. to me is a huge testament not only to who you and your family are, but also to what you've, in some sense, created the narrative of the story of your daughter yeah, and the way things have gone. It's amazing. I think it speaks to humanity. You know, that people, they want to, when we're suffering, they want to stand with you, yeah, believe right. with you. Right. It's like we're always rooting for the underdog. Yep. Hey, I'm with you. And, uh, man, I was in Miami a couple weeks ago. This, like, 60-year-old, like, big, like, older military guy walks up, rolls up his sleeve. He's like, I got the GTAP for your daughter. <laughs> I'm like, That's it's amazing. not just, like, young guys. It's, yeah. like, older men and... Our publicist was, we were in Nashville for press for the book, and she got in this Uber. She was headed to the airport, and Uber driver's like, what are you, What were you doing? So she starts telling the Uber driver and uh, about the book and the story and everything. The Uber driver rolls up his sleeve. He's like, I got a GTAT for no Georgia. No way. In Nashville. So I just think people from all over the place have gotten this tattoo. I don't think it's just for Georgia. That's my. This is my opinion. Sure. I think it's also going like, I got an aunt that has cancer. I'm yeah, going through absolutely. something myself. So it's symbolic right. of of God and grace and Georgia and and, and hope. hope and hope yeah, it I mean, really it's is that, it's a, it's a symbol of visual. hope cuz even on the cover of your book it has the big g yeah, like yeah. what that tattoo is for you as you guys were hoping as you and your wife were hoping did you uh, did you hope for things specifically like did, when you get you get that news which i can't even imagine yeah of hey your daughter has this rare condition this is the what the outlook is on for her life yep are you guys going god's going to heal her of this yeah are you saying this is going to be reversed, and she's going to go to school and ha- live a normal life. Right. Or is it, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you hope, I think that's co- sometimes where people fall into a ditch. Like, where yeah. do they? How specific do you get with hope, or do you do things yeah. that are more general, where you go, "Hey, God's going to do something here." Yep. Yeah, I think I, yeah, it totally makes sense. I think for us, we just said we're going to put our hope in this person, Jesus, that He is the hope for humanity. He's the hope for our situation. And we started to go like, we're not going to put all of our hope in her healing on this side of earth. Because even if she doesn't get healed here, I have hope in a better life. Wow, yeah. I have hope that I'm going to sing and dance and laugh and run with my daughter in heaven. And so that's where the hope doesn't disappoint. Wow, that makes because sense. Because I, I, yeah. if I put it just on going like, okay, God, you better, right. you better come through. Which you've heard people, I'm sure, yeah. say things like, I'm got, I've got hope that my dad's cancer is going to disappear. Yeah. I've got hope that... My daughter's leukemia will go away, and it's like, yeah. I want you to have hope, but yeah. I also, as a pastor, I want to be considerate yeah. of the fact that God, that may not be what is right. going to happen. Yeah. So hate, I don't even want to say that, but yeah, I don't even want to give that I, to you. I think for us, we, we decide we're not going to put our hope in a result, we're going to put our hope in a person. That's cool. And I think that's where 
Um, I look at Abraham. Abraham's not just hoping for this child to show up in the Bible, in the Old Testament. I think Abraham's going like, I'm just, I'm trusting God. Yeah, My hope's right. in God. But I think that's such an important distinction, and yeah. I think that's such a beautiful narrative of yeah. you're putting your hope that God is at work here. Yeah. Not that you go, okay, I'm going to have hope. And I think that's where people fall in those lines is right. where they go, well, if God cares about me or exists, yeah. this outcome will happen. Right. But to surrender that and really hold your hands open and go, yeah, yeah, know, and, and, and have confident expectation. You yeah. know, I think in Hebrews 11, when it's like this hall of faith, you know, it's a lot of these guys never received it. They never mm-hmm. saw it. Right. So I felt like for us going like, hey, even if we never see it, I don't think any of them got to heaven and felt robbed. Yeah. Or right. felt like, why did we give our life to this? Yeah, totally. I feel like they probably felt very fulfilled of going, I'm so glad we trusted our whole life. I'm yeah, so glad we, right. we, we, we were belief people. And I, I feel like that's kind of what God's doing with this story and what God's doing with our family. It's amazing. So this, what's this book an invitation to do? So if I open the crack, open the book, yeah. I haven't yet because mine hasn't arrived. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I'm yeah, asking yeah, about yeah. Amazon's timing here. Right, right, I'm right. not getting there. I, is the When I crack open this book, yeah. what, what's the journey of reading this book going to take me to? Yeah, I think well, it starts off with the, the struggle. And I think for me, I'm, I'm kind of like just by personality, kind of Captain Positive. That's just kind of okay. the way I'm wired is a little bit like, we can do it. Sure, you know? sure. My wife's like, we can't do it. She's a little bit more of a realist that way. Sure. And I think when Our wives would really get along, yeah, by the yeah, way. Right. Yeah, right. So, so when, I, when we got the diagnosis, it was the first time in my life that I had to be like, oh, my gosh, I am in massive pain. Mm-hmm. I hurt. I feel this. I think, I, you know, I've learned God can't deal with the fake me. I had to be real with right. my struggle and my pain. Right. And then the, from there, just laying that as a groundwork in the beginning of the book. And then from there going like, okay, what's the remedy? How do you find rest in the middle of your storm? Mm-hmm. We just really, as a family, had to find that. And then how do you, how do you get better out of situations like this? I, I found God, the GTAT is symbolic of it. God takes our brokenness and this, this pain and somehow redeems it into a platform to help others. Wow. It, it, it began to be real for me what, what Paul wrote. Um, we get comforted so we can be a comfort. Yeah. And I had never experienced anything in my life yet where it's like, hey, I've received so much peace from God in this right. situation. Totally. So much joy that I can actually be a strength to others. And I found when I volunteered for God to use it, he used it beyond my wildest dreams. Wow, that's amazing. So Amazing. So as a reader, kind of, as you, what do you hope people connect to as they read the book? What do you hope that they yeah, come away with. Exactly. I, th- I think the, hopefully that the message resounds more than the story. Hmm. Because if it's just a story about a girl, it's like, oh, man, that sucks for her. Right. But if sure. it's a, a message about hope and this God that can redeem us in our brokenness and can rescue us, then I think then we we did our job with the project. Well, that's but cool. if you walk around, walk away and go like, oh man, I know that girl. We, we love Georgia. Yeah. yeah totally. Oh man, I feel bad for you as a dad. That's not the point. Yeah. Right. The point is to point people to to the answer. What do you feel like is the most important lesson your daughter's condition has taught you? I didn't think that I didn't realize that people were in pain until I was in pain. Wow. So I think the the biggest lesson was like, whoa, empathy, compassion. Yeah. Right. It's just this real thing. That Jesus, he was a man of sorrows. Why? Because he he was fully acquainted with grief. Yeah, I wasn't. Right. I couldn't relate with people's sorrow because I wasn't acquainted with grief. Sure. And so I think the biggest lesson for me was just coming out, going like, man, the world needs hope. Hmm. It needs a hug. It needs a smile. Yeah. It needs right. an adoption. It, totally. it, it it needs us in our brokenness to relate with other people that are broken. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, because you're right. When you're not suffering. 
in life is really good. You look at people who suffer, and you go, oh, that's terrible. But the yeah. chasm, you're not. It's not even like to belittle it. No, the chasm is so far. It's massive. That when you are in pain, yeah. I've had that experience with, I started this, tinnitus started in my ear about a year and a half ago. So my ears ring constantly. Wow. And they ring at a very high level to the point where it, it gets really, it's difficult to sleep. It's hard to wow. concentrate in quiet places. And without that, I would never look at a person who had a chronic pain condition. Hmm. I would have, I just had no awareness that, oh, yeah. they live with chronic pain or, oh, that person yeah. has a debilitating issue. They can't do certain things. And now that I have this, I just kind of go, you, to, to your point, yeah. completely... I look at a person who has chronic pain or a person who has something, and I just go, I know exactly yep. where you are. 100%. I feel you, dude. I'm there with you, and here's how I'm managing my own yeah, yeah, stress yeah, or yeah. pain. You know, like those. It's an affinity. It's a it's a relatability. Yeah, and it huge. really, to be honest, as a pastor, it took my Superman cape off, not only for others and their view of me, but even in myself. Yeah, right. Sometimes in our in our spiritual authority, we kind of feel like, I'm good. I'm strong. I'm yeah. here to help everybody. Right. It's the first time I'm like, hey, will you guys pray for me? Yeah, right. I really need your support right now. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, it, it's a special process. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I can't wait to check out the book. Now, yeah. Now, you are in a unique position in life right now. You're in a yeah. unique – you've re recently moved. We're sitting here in, in L.A. In L.A. In West Hollywood. And you recently started a church here like a couple six miles months away. Ago, right six over months. there, yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> so you're six months in yeah. to a new church called Zoe. Yep. Do you, do you have to say the A part at the end? Or yeah, do people I, call you Zoe Church? Or yeah, do they just go? yeah, they they go, hey, how's Zoe? Yeah, yeah, And yeah, I'm like, go. oh, Zoe LA is going real good. Oh, sorry, sir. Uh, Zoe. Zoe LA. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Zoe LA. So Zoe LA, where did that come from? I mean, there's a church. There's a lot of churches in the world. Yeah. You're a really gifted guy. What what birthed this yeah. church plant? Out I of left you? LA in 2004. I had been here at a church for five years. I left 2004 to go back to where I'm from, Seattle. Okay. And when I left, I left kicking and screaming. I'm like, God, why? Uh, I love L.A. I want to live yeah, in right. L.A. forever. I felt like all the way back in 2004, God was going like, I'm taking you back home for a while, Got but it. you will come back. You will plant a church. You'll live the rest of your life in L.A. Yeah. So I've always known. It's just kind of like I've just always been aware this is nice. where I'm going. This very is cool. what I'm going to do. Very cool. I've been very vocal about it forever. Anybody that knows me knows this is in the cards. This is the plan. Right. right. So it was just That's always great. out in the forefront. That's great. Always in my heart. Just was a timing issue. Yeah. How did and you know it was the right time? You know, I I just sensed it. I felt it. It was undeniable. I couldn't shake it. Everywhere I was turning, there was this confirmation after confirmation. Finally got so undeniable that I had to sit down with my pastor, a guy named Judah Smith, and sat down and was like, hey, I I feel this yeah, so right. strongly. Right. But, and we've been talking about it for four years, five years, him and I. And he knew so going he into knew, it. He knew, yeah. This guy's all, moving on to the LA table. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally. So he's like, let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. How can yeah. we help? And 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 it was kind of interesting. When we decided, I felt like, I felt, again, you feel these things. I felt like God said, don't don't invite anybody. And I'm like, I this is when I need to recruit the most. Yeah, right. And, um, and 30 people without us recruiting them, moved from Seattle down to L.A. to wow. help us start this church. So, Good for them. Yeah, it's amazing. It's been an incredible What a life upgrade journey. for those Seattle. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love Seattle for the Seattle <laughs> yeah, listeners. Yeah, they're they're yeah. great. But, man, what a what an amazing journey. It's, to get it's to come. been incredible. How many of them are still here? Are they just here for all a year? Of them. No, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. All of them are here with us. And amazing. Six months in, and we're having fun. And amazing. It, it's a remarkable season. And you've been doing it at, like, huge venues. I mean, you've been doing yeah. really cool venues. So yeah, that, yeah. that's so cool. Some of them so big that it's like, why are we here? <laughs> There's yeah. like a 2,000 seater, you know, a few hundred of us gathering. Sure, sure. But um, yeah, it's LA. We just, we, we, we've kind of bounced around, but we, we landed, we found a home cool. at the where El Rey Theater. In so, El, El Rey. yeah, it's really exciting. Amazing. It's a beautiful room. 
Dude, congrats. Yeah. Yeah, it's really huge. I, my first apartment when I got married was right across the street from the El Rey no Theater. No way. And El Rey Theater had, used to have this Indian restaurant called Cowboys and Turbans. Wow. That used to be in the lobby. And if you went in and ordered the Indian, it was Indian street food. Yeah. Kind of Mexican Indian because it was always into tortillas. Yeah. You could then walk into the show because there was a door from Stop. the restaurant. <laughs> so I've probably seen 30 free shows at the That's El Rey. amazing. Because I would go, yeah, I'll have, you know, chicken tiki masala, and whatever. Just and then I'll just kind of drift in and go, oh, cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah Fred yeah. Durst is here. That's that's rad. <laughs> like I would just kind of cruise in. So I that's amazing. that place is really really special. Yeah, it's such a cool cool congrats. cool room. Okay, so can I ask you then? L.A. Right, lots of churches yeah. here. Yeah, you're bros with, and if people are following, you guys are kind of yeah. like a f- the fantasy league of, of pastors, <laughs> right? You got you, Carl, yeah. Judah, Rich. Like I'm just saying all these names, and some okay, people are like, yeah. who are these guys? If you don't know who these guys are, Google them. But if you do, you know you're kind of aware of it. You have a lot of great friends here. Yeah. So Hillsong starts in L.A. Yep. Judas starts City Church in L.A., then yep. you're here. Yep. You you guys all kind of came si- kind of at the same time, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot at the same absolutely. time. Absolutely. Is there, for those of us who are kind of observing, yeah. you kind of go, man, why didn't these guys just do something together? Yeah, yeah. It, it, does that make sense? Not, oh, absolutely. No, and no judgment to it, just yeah. going, hey, why did these guys all started kind of in the same 18-month window, Yeah. all started churches individually with a that you guys all knew each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember being somewhere, I think I was in New York or something, and someone made the joke, and they're like, oh, you're in L.A., that's awesome. Yeah. They said, did Chad, Judah, and Ben Houston have, like, an Irwin, do, do they all get together for breakfast in the morning, and then <laughs> yeah. they go off and they do their separate re- churches? Re- like, yeah, yeah, The yeah. thing was, like, everybody yeah. was so close. Right. What do you feel like that is? I mean, what do you feel like, what was it in you that was like, hey, I don't think a partnership is in the works. I think yeah. I've got to do it, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, you you got to really um, – have resolve within you that that's what you're supposed to do sure because of course like if 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 maybe to the natural i would have just joined or just kept sure. with judah you know or or joined hillsong who's like my family right. you know but i i feel like you know you have to really resolve within you what's god called you to do yeah. and the same thing i think judah had to do that i think ben had to do that i think i had to do that Erwin at one point had to do that years ago. Right. I think at the end of the day, you have to be obedient to the heavenly vision for your life. Right. And I thought that, you know, that was a, um, I didn't have peace about doing any other way. Not that that wasn't an sure. opportunity. Totally. Totally. Not, not that that wouldn't have been awesome. And probably, if I'm being honest, a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, just God. like, hey, if you want to do the easy thing, yeah, let's, right? let's, let's receive a paycheck. Right. <laughs> you know, let's, totally. let's go with what's already established. Totally. Uh, for whatever reason, you know, time or he- heaven only knows um we really felt strongly and even even i feel like we had the support of our pastors of going this is what you're supposed to do mm. and if there was a conflict there i don't know if i would have had the faith to jump out and do it but we had the support and the backing and the covering and the confirmation yeah, and right. the people going like you are you you are yeah. a tribe you are that's You're, cool. Yeah. So, so you knew, you just knew there's nothing I can't do. I can't, I can't do it any other way. I can't be a wingman. I got yeah. to charge the, the fields. Yeah, as much as I would love to do it the other way. Right. At the end of the day, you got to do what you're called to do. And I feel like in that confidence comes this, you know, um, to use a verse, you know, the righteous are as bold as a lion. It wasn't, uh, I wasn't apologetic about it. Right. Because when you know what you're called to do, you can look anybody in the eye and be like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm doing. It's, you got yeah, peace totally. about it. You got confirmation, totally. you know. And pe- I think pe- feel like people respond to that kind of resolve. Yes. That resolve of this is happening. Yep. This is going to happen whether you help me or not. Yep. But I'd love for you to be yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like I want you to be with me, but I'm going to go do this. I think if and I learned anything out of the whole experience is, number one, you have to have real resolve of what God is saying. 
and then just stay sweet with everybody. You know, that, right. that, yeah, you, totally. there's no reason to have breakfast all together and then all go do our own things. That we're, I'm, I, yeah. I'm always really cognizant of the fact that I am a small role player in a very big thing. Yeah, and right. that what I bring to the city isn't what other people bring to the city. Mm. I am who I am. And Judah's one of my best friends, but I can't do Judah. He is so good at Judah. Right, totally. And he does, that, you go to that thing on Wednesday night, I mean, that I go and I'm just in awe. I'm like, yeah, right. oh my gosh. He gets up there. He's just the most incredible orator in the world. Right. I need fog machines and lights and bands <laughs> yeah. and surround I, me I, with production. I, I, need, I need. I need. You know, coffee and. Yeah. You know, I need though. I need church. You know, sure. parking lot attendants. Yeah, and sure. You know, just at the end of the day, you have to run in in in, in your lane and, yeah, and run in great. your grace. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool for you. What what's been the biggest learning over these last six months? I think you know. I learned. I, I knew a lot in in theory. I, I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in it. I, I, I've been a pastor for 15 years before I started my own church. I knew a lot about budgets and staff and values and right. all this stuff. Right. It's like, you know it. It's like in, it's like pain with my daughter. It's like I knew all this stuff about faith and hope Yeah. in theology, not in practice. Yeah, totally. So it's like the same thing totally. right now. I've, I'm like, oh, there's a lot more weight to this. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just it this all matters so much. Work. It's a lot of stewardship. It's yeah. a lot of responsibility. I love it, but that's what I'm learning the most. I didn't anticipate the weight of the whole thing. Yeah, and how much it would all fall on you and there's no one else to like yeah, point yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be mad at anybody but yeah, me. Yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. Uh, for you and your own leadership and your own growth, yeah. who would you say is one of the people who's influenced you most in your life? Well, my, my father, you know. Obviously, his leadership and who he is has impacted me more than anybody. Um, I had a, um, a mentor when I was young. He was an Argentinian guy. I worked under him for years in East L.A. He impacted me. His, name's, his name, we would say Yo Bartolome, <laughs> but his name in Argentina is Joel Bartolome, wow. which I think is just so much more epic. So rad. But, um, my actual last name, my last name is Fortner. Yeah. But it's actually a French last name. It's really common in France. Fortinier. Oh, you've got to start dropping like, that. How did I... How did I not, you like, when I first, so I think stop. when I write my book, I'm going to have them do, in all the press kits, they pronounce <laughs> it as Fortinier. It's like a requirement. You just went from Target to <laughs> yeah. Target. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? And I'm a Target guy by very that. nature. But Fortinier, I mean, that guy with the Argentinian name, oh. it, changes your, it changes your life. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think it would. I really think I would, I would just. Oh, it's going to open more doors for you. Be a different ball game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I've had a lot of, you know, big influences. Judah's been a huge influence. It's and awesome. then Pastor Jude and Ventura's huge influence. But, cool. yeah, you just collect them as you go. Yeah, totally. And people come. Yeah come in the way in terms of people who you influence what do you hope that they look back on years later and say chad taught me this chad chad had, chad was this kind of person in my life or chad had this kind of influence in my life I, I i hope that it would be just you know that people need encouragement hopefully we can encourage everybody that interacts with us they leave going like i, f I feel encouraged you yeah. know just every i feel like every interaction counts every human matters that hopefully i can be an example of just treating people with value and yeah. respect Awesome. And, and making every interaction count. Yep. In 20 years, what do you want people to say about Zoe Church? Zoe LA. Oh, man. You know, that. that Which, Zoe LA, by the way, the name of your church is sort of like that Argentinian guy's name and me, yeah, being, right. me being Hank Fortunier. <laughs> Zoe you did it, LA. You did it right. You did it right. It's not Zoe Church. Great point. It's which not, not Zoe. No offense to all the Zoes in the world, yeah, but Zoe, yeah. it's like, man. Zoe LA is so much, it's so much more Greek. Yeah, right. It's, it's so, Greek. Yeah, it's great. Um, I hope that, you know, people would say of Zoe that we went for it. Yeah. 
we we leverage everything to reach people. Yeah, it's awesome. And and do everything we can to help them where they're at. That we want a safe church. We didn't just like you know have this kumbaya service and it's like hey thanks for coming guys. Right. But hopefully it's like we went out and spread the gospel and the love of Jesus everywhere we went and we we were really radical about it. We took faith risks. I think our our church is um it started on risk. Yeah. And hopefully we never lose that. Nice. It's just it's got this faith about it yeah it's really cool yeah you know so many faith communities in la and around yeah, the world yeah. what do you feel like is the unique voice that zoe is to the city of la i think that it, it it's it's goes with the book it's a message of hope you know we had a guy come in the first couple months of the church i don't know if you know who john gray is mm-hmm. but he, he he prophesied over the church which i really believe in that gift and that function and he said this is the house that hope has built and I thought, man, that is hope is the message of the of the church. I feel like hope's my message sure. that I've really, out of my brokenness, come come out with. And um, I th- I think that you know, hopefully, um, that will continue to be our our voice that we bring hope to to the world that's that needs Jesus. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So then you just wrote this book. Yeah. And you went through the process of writing. I gotta be the honest. I, I didn't write a word. You know, I have a ghostwriter. Okay. Oh, do you really? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, you, so okay. Then the next question is gonna be. Lame. That's not my skill. I mean, writing is not my skill. I, I, I. These are a lot of messages. I did a lot of editing. Okay. But as far as the writing. Went, okay, so you're not sitting down at a coffee shop at five thirty in the morning. No, oh, I'm man. not a writer. I'm not a writer. Okay. Well, then my question is, like, so I'm <laughs> writing a book. Yeah, you're a writer right now. Yeah, I have, I have I respect the, for you. It's out to the agents and the whatever. Yeah, like yeah, all the yeah. people are looking at it right we got yeah. layout artists so uh then this question will be tempered obviously by that experience okay. but what what advice do you have for me yeah as a guy who's putting a book together right uh and for those for people who are listening right we're all at work at something we're making a film making a youtube yeah, channel sure. making a, sure. a book make creating a company whatever in yeah. the process of i think mm. that fresh space where you're writing your first book right or first published book yeah uh what thoughts do you have what advice do you have for me if i was going to go hey i'm going to do this in like six or ten months yeah what, what do i that's a great question i think for me out of the experience i get learned, a good ghostwriter is that your uh, yeah right right <laughs> go get a great editor um you know i think for me i, I really um embrace collaboration out of this hmm. that i i got really excited to get people's eyes on it and yeah, get right. feedback sure and it just became this you know intoxicating you know, adventure of going like, hey, what do you think? Can you do this? Can, you know, you're, you're collaborating. It's not just your own ideas. And nice. there was comfort in that. Nice. Going like, we're bringing this. Yeah, out. you're not doing it alone in a no. dark room and then going, here's the finished deal. And I've actually started to do that preaching. I don't ever stand in the pulpit by myself now. I've got these two older theologians that help me. And, I, you know, I would, I would solicit their feedback and their, oh, cool. you, you know. The, yeah, it's great. I just no, I do I, a similar I thing. Enjoy, enjoy I do that. the day before I speak. Yeah. I get a I get ten people together at a park, and we it's sit amazing. on a picnic table with coffee and whatever. Wow! And I I talk through the talk with them. So good. And then inevitably something comes out of that, or yep. a story comes yep. out of that that I will use the next time I speak. Yep. Because you're going, I'm getting to see how this yep. message feels when it scrapes against the person's hundred percent life. It, yeah, and I always find in that dialogue and those emails, it's like, man, I, I would have never thought of that. I've never heard that quote before. Yeah, right. I never thought of that analogy. Yeah, totally. Oh, that theologian said that. I never, I've never, i never read him. Right. You know, it's just so it's beautiful. You, so what's it like to work with a ghostwriter? What are you... You, She's my sister-in-law, so I love her. Okay. It's family. Fantastic. So this is, we're kind of so mafia. So she kind of knows a lot of it, but what yeah. is she doing? She's sitting down and taping things, you talking like this? Is she yep. listening to sermons? Did she put together a draft, and then you were like, actually, that's not... 
what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we developed the outline, worked hard on the outline. Then we started doing chapters. Then we nice. started editing chapters. And, nice. But a lot of it was messages that we we compiled together. Okay. Yeah, so it was it was a great experience. She's this. She went to school to write. So okay, I, right. I just found so her, her writing thing. gift yeah, yeah, totally. to be so much stronger than anything I could ever come up with. Yeah. So she would take us, like, for example, in a message, if I preach a message and I drive home a point or an, intro, in a, an introduction, she can take the way I use that introduction and the way she transcribes that is beautiful. Wow, that's cool. I could never do that. Yeah, right. And so in terms of on a scale of, and then I have two last questions. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, mm. how proud are you of the book? And I do, it's not a trick wow, question. that is great. I mean that from a my fear or my concern yeah. about publishing a book and like yeah. putting it in print and going yep. is that like a month later, yep. I'm going to be like, oh, man, I would have totally rearranged yep. that story or those phrases or, man, why did I call it that? You yep. know, like I do that with talks. Wow, yeah. Or I do that with things <laughs> I make where point. I go, that's why I love the internet. Yeah. Because I can make a website. Yep. We can develop the whole thing. And then I go, yeah, I don't like the branding yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, We're going to yeah, go yeah. from green to blue. We're going to go. Right. And I, it's constant, like. Yeah. universally, yeah. infinitely adjustable, mm. a book that you're writing, mm. I mean, it's there. Yeah, so the would, G book I get at my yeah, house, yeah, yeah. whatever, today yeah. or tomorrow, is going to be different than, yeah. you know, a thousand books later or a yeah. hundred years later, yeah. that book's going to be in its same form. Yep. So for you, do you have any things where you're like, yeah, I'm man, about, I wish I would have picked a different color, a different... I'm at whatever. about a 9.5. I'm glad you asked that. Nice, we, okay. we messed up on a couple of... Um, there's, a, there's a story or two that I... I would have changed. Tell us which ones. Tell us which ones. <laughs> so when people are listening to this yeah, and they're yeah, reading yeah. through, they're going, oh, this is the one Chad told. Which ones? Well, there's a story in there about my brother-in-law. He's okay. got diabetes. Yeah. I wish I would have alluded to a more closer relationship with him. Okay. A little bit more honoring. I didn't like, maybe perhaps in my opinion, it was a little bit colder than I would have liked. Okay, right. Uh, there's another story about one of my dear friends. He had lost his... his um, his baby stillborn. They knew that the baby was going to die before it was stillborn, so on and so forth. I wish both stories, this is just me because I'm a people sure. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I would just spend a little bit more color around yeah. the stories to did you, honor. Did you I call like them and say, like, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel 100% about how this is going to come out? No. Like, do you warn them a little, or are they yeah, listening yeah. to this no, podcast no. going, thank you, Chad? You, you, know? you know, I asked permission and okay, all that, yeah. so I was very respectful. Right. I'm just so, like, it's people's lives. and Even in one of the stories, I changed the name so no one would ever know who they oh, are. Okay, yeah. I, I just, I think when you start talking about other people, it's like, I just want to be so sensitive. Yeah, it's their right. lives, it's their story, it's their journey, it's their faith. So those would be my only two within the whole book. I don't have wow, anything okay. else. That's and cool. then in the endorsements, we messed up some endorsements in this first run. Like, like we, we had um, Tyson Chandler, who plays basketball uh, in the NBA. Who plays, has a G tattoo. He has a G yeah. tattoo. Right, yeah. right, right. It says Kim Chandler because the email came from her account. <laughs> so it's like Kim Chandler like lists her like Twitter and like Instagram That's handles. That's on and, like, the book. It's, it's on, on the book. The and I'm like, book. and I'm like, guys, how did we miss that one? Yeah, that's pretty. It big. will just be in the first print, and none of the e-readers will have it. That's but good, though. You, but stuff you like know, that, I'm like, if for those of us who ordered it, yeah. now you're gonna get a book. Or like with Tyson Chandler's words quoted as his wife. Or like one of our dear friends is a girl named Ash, Ashley Benson. She's on Pretty Little Liars, but it says Ash Benson. This is comical to me. It goes Ash Benson, actress, model, dancer, and I'm like. Oh my gosh! I've she's never danced ever in her life. Oh like, really? Where did she dance? There's some Bootsy Bellows. there's some type editor in there. Just like yeah, don't a, don't everybody. everybody so I like asked them, the I go, same thing. I go, where did you get dancer? And they yeah. go, well, it's on her website. And I'm like, hey, also it's on her website is that she's the star of a TV show called Pretty Little Liars, yeah. which I think is a little bit Who more significant than dancer. One? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's nuts. So little stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, ah. Well, I know you have radio interviews to get to, so I'm just going to ask one last question. Okay. Um, 
for actually two last questions, but okay. this, this, uh, the last one will be brief. For people who listen, who, you know, they, they're so excited for you and your book and you and right. your story, but they're going through something heavy and they're mm. asking questions like, why does God do this to people? Yeah, yeah. What, why would, what, what, what would you tell them who would say like, man, what, have you ever asked that question, you and your wife to sure. go, hey God, why did God like pick us? Yeah, yeah, Or yeah. pick my daughter, right? Yeah, like yeah. You're, you carry the burden of her life, yeah. but she's the one who has to deal right. with the... So for people who would say, man, why did this all have to happen to me? What right. would you... I would just say that, and that was the first thing I had to resolve right away, was going, God did not do this. God wasn't in heaven, crossing his arms, looking down at my wife and I going, right. hey guys, let's see if you can handle this. Right, totally. We live in a fallen universe. There is sickness, there is disease. Yep. That's why we have a hope in heaven. Yeah. So I would just say, hey, encouragement to you. God's not, God's not giving you cancer to go. Let's let's test your faith here. Right. Bu- hey, Buckaroo. Yeah. Right. Let's see how you can do. That's not our God. Yeah. And you got to resolve right away. We we live on the planet we live on. Yeah. We 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 live in in a, in a sinful nature. We live in where there's sickness and disease, and that's why the hope of everlasting life is even better. Where there is no more tears, there is no more suffering, there is no more sorrow. That is my hope. And that's what I'd say to you is, hey, this might be a tough season, but there's better days are coming. Yeah, right. No, that's beautiful. All right, last question for yeah. for the pastor of Zoe, <laughs> the author of Unreasonable Hope, uh, Chad Veach. If you and God had a conversation right mm. now, what would he say to you? You know, someone just recently came up to me and said, you know, I feel like God wants to tell you, and you don't hear it enough. God wants to tell you that he's proud of you. And I thought, wow, you know, maybe that's true. I don't know. I I think that we all grew up with this, God's mad at you. I messed up. I'm so sorry. God's sitting across the coffee table like you are. Maybe i got to look at the ground like, am I I good? Like, are we cool? I don't know. I, I would hope that God would look at me and say, I love you. I'm proud of you. I think that's the God that... I've come to know. Maybe not the God I was raised yeah, right. to know. Sure. And the, I had to retrain my theology to go, like, if God sits me down to have coffee, he's looking me in the eyes going, do you know how much I love you? Yeah. That's the God that I know. And so that's what you, and so that resonates for you. Yeah. So you think I think that's what, that's what he would, would do. Say to you? Yeah. Do you think God says those things, like, on a steady, or does God say different things to you different days? I, I think my, my theology would go, I, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My life is hidden in Christ. So when he sees me, he sees Jesus' sacrifice. So I think he's pleased with me, not because of my own morality. Sure, right, totally. So I think he is loving me and proud of me because of Jesus. Yeah, totally. But do you think, but does God, like, talk to you? Does he say things? If, he, if you and him had a yeah. had a beer together, I don't know if Jesus yeah. would drink beer, but right, right. maybe but wine. He, but he loves know. wine. He, but he'd make great stuff. <laughs> you know, what, what, would, what would your conversation be like? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I don't know if I've thought about it that way. Yeah, I do. I do. It's funny that the differentiate to differentiate between God and, and Jesus because I feel like Jesus is always like telling the disciples like, guys, stop. Yeah, right. Do yeah, this. Yeah, like, cut it out. Hey, what in the like world? Because I think, because G- I'm, I'm with you, I think God would say, hey, Chad, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, because I see Jesus in you. Yeah. And Jesus is wh- going like, hey, do you understand? What would he say said, after that? When you said this to your wife, do you realize what that does yeah, to her? Right, yeah, right, I, I think maybe I see Jesus a little bit more like that. Oh, the, like he would actually, he would start going through some Yeah, things. yeah, maybe. Okay. I think so. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know. Yeah, possible. Right. I just see that in the Gospels where he's always like, hey, hey, Peter, like, Really? What are you doing? What are you yeah, talking yeah. about? Right. So I don't know. You know, maybe he'd address me as a as a husband, as a father. Right. Slow down 
a little bit, take a nap. I don't know what he'd say. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, Chad, thank you so much for yeah, making thank time. thank you so much for what having me. What a cool me. venue. If you guys hear things happening, we are at a live, active restaurant yes. where the world is all happening. But it happening. actually was relatively quiet for yeah, us. Yeah, no, it was they, great. Did, they did really great. You know, yeah. V is my dude. He, oh, yeah. He's taking he's care a, of things. He's a legend. Hey, but you uh, have such an awesome story. You're such a kind and, like, generous Thank presence you. of a guy and i'm so grateful to get to know you likewise so grateful that you chose yeah. to tell us your story and Thanks. that you've been so generous with the world by putting together really your heart and soul and your family's life Thank you. onto paper and to put that out in the world so yeah. i hope everybody listening at least gives the gives it the sample read <laughs> and yeah. i hope you download it and i hope you give it to someone in a, that's struggling because i feel like this the world cannot have enough hope no. and there couldn't be a stronger more important story than hope for the world that right. we're living in right now. And so, um, yeah, I just am so grateful for you to be here and Thank so you. excited for your book. Thank I hope you it so blows much. up, man. Let's, let's hit that NYT. Hey, let's go. Come on, let's do it. Anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have a hope for, you know, no outcomes, but if the, New York, yeah, yeah. if the hope was for the New York Times. Yeah, yeah, bestseller, yeah, exactly. We like that a lot. So, New we'll York Times, it. if you're listening, you, you, you check this book out. Thanks, Thanks so, so much, much Chad. Man. Appreciate Honestly. it. Honestly. Take care. Yep.